Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. He's Jordan Ron and I am Jeff Turn hanging out for the guys here this afternoon. The ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, your smart speaker, yell at it, play ESPN Radio, all places you can hang out with us. Want to join the conversation? Feel free to do so. 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. A lot of NBA going on with the draft in the rearview mirror. Summer league coming up, but free agency front and center. And one of those main storylines is what will happen in Philadelphia. Should the 76ers want to re-sign James Harden? It feels like that is sort of what we're hearing from inside those walls. Should the 76ers build around Embiid and Maxi? Instead, now the deadline for Harden to opt in or opt out is tomorrow at 6 p.m. So a pending decision has to be made, and it's going to be really interesting to see what he decides before what the 76ers decide to do. And Brian Windhorst, ESPN NBA insider, had had some insight into what the the thinking may be of the 76ers, because on the outside looking in, some will say move on from Harden, get away from him, don't touch him with the 10-foot pole moving forward. It doesn't feel that's the direction the 76ers are going. If they do give him the max, how many years? Because he can get four. I can't believe that they would give him four, but he could get it. That's where I'm sure he's going to start his ask at. And so they have Tyrese Maxey they got to deal with. Joel Embiid's contract hits the super max level this year. They got to do some maneuvering here. But I think the Sixers were not that far away. I'm seeing a lot of guys on our network drag on the Sixers. I don't think this team has to look at itself and say, oh my God, we need seven new players. They're potent. And I think keeping Harden is a huge part of what they need to do brian winhorse espn nba insider on all of that jordan what do you think the 76ers should do with regards to harden i actually agree with windy there you know in in the respect that i don't think the sixers are that far off okay you're talking about james harden still a good player and the problem is if they let him walk it's not like they can just go and replace him with another star player now He's eligible for four years, like Wendy said, $213 million. Now, I don't know if you want to make that investment. Maybe he's willing to go three, right? And if you – look, the team needs a little something to get over the hump. Sure. Tobias Harris is on a, you know the last year of his deal, I believe, which makes him a valuable asset moving forward for other teams that are looking to clear cap space next offseason. So he's a tradable asset. During the season, I believe. So keep Harden, I, I think, is probably the best way to go. And they're looking at it. Hey, if we're going to compete for a title with Joel Embiid right now, we have to keep Harden and then maybe upgrade our team by doing something with Tobias Harris moving forward. And I think the other part of that, too, is as you look around the East, when they're not that far off, I think you can look at Milwaukee and say the Chris Middleton situation will probably pan out to him being back in Milwaukee, but they have a new head coach. You have a situation in Boston that was discombobulated at the end with regards to everybody sort of being on the same page, it felt like, uh, in that final series against Miami. You have, a, you have a team in Miami that probably is one star away from being able to beat teams in the West. We saw that in the NBA Finals. 
And I don't know that you can look around and say we can't win the East if we just play better in one game. Like they had the 3-2 lead over the aforementioned Boston Celtics. So if they feel like they're not that far off, the Tobias Harris trade, I think, is is one that could get them over the hump with another player that adds value to them now while also allowing yourself to rid yourself of an expiring contract on a player that isn't being utilized anyways. Yeah, I mean, look, there's not a lot of routes. They need. They really, what the Sixers need is for Tyrese Maxey to become, you know, their right. number two, right? right? Moving forward, right? Maybe... Maybe Harden has a year or two left of playing at a really high level. I do give him credit. The way he adjusted his game to play with the Sixers, he led the league in assists, I believe. Uh, so he did He did give up, you know, James Harden dribbling the ball and pounding it at the floor for, 20, for 23 seconds. We saw less of that, right? We saw less of that James Harden and more of James Harden reaching – a different stage of his career, we had to be more of a playmaker. Now, in the in the playoffs, we obviously know that didn't go well at times, right? He had big games, but he also just completely fell off the map, and that cost him. They can't afford that. They need Maxi to kind of develop into that number two, have bring back Harden, have him go into like a lesser number three role, and see what they could do with the uh, the the assets that they have, the you know uh, Tobias Harris, and make that into pieces that can help this team. And I agree with Wendy. They're not that far off. They really weren't far off. The thing, too, that I think Tobias Harris realizes, it's, it's the fans aren't, aren't really sold on him being the missing piece that gets them <laughs> no, over the not. hump when he plays great. He had a great quote about what, what Sixers fans think of him at this point, and it involved one of my favorite delectable, or d- delightable snacks. That's a cookie. Did we lose the clip? We lost the clip. Give me the clip on the crumble cookie. I want to hear the crumble cookie clip from Tobias Harris. We have it. There we go. fans, they'll trade me for a crumble cookie. But at the end of the day, I have to realize, like, you're not getting a 6'9 forward back who can, you know, damn near shoot 40% from three, guard other teams, best player, shoot, post up, drive, play 70-plus games a year. I, I think he's right, but I also think that that may not be the I piece do like that they crumble need. Cookies, though. I mean, I like crumble cookies too. But I think he's right. Like, you're not going to get that kind of guy back, but you may get something that fits better with what you're trying to do because you don't even utilize him right now, anyways, man. That's the thing that I think so many people are pointing to. It's not just the 76ers that are trying to figure out the path to winning a championship this offseason. It all starts in July. We know that. It's teams like the Lakers. It, it's teams like the Dallas Mavericks who are trying to get back to the Western Conference Finals where they were a couple of years ago. And Kyrie Irving obviously is in this mix of conversations for L.A. and certainly re-signing with Dallas. And Adrian Wojnarowski, our own ESPN senior NBA insider, says the market's pretty limited for where Kyrie could end up. The market for Kyrie Irving, legitimate places that he would leave uh, Dallas for that makes sense, that are available to him, it's extremely limited, uh, perhaps almost nil. I think the full expectation is that he returns in Dallas. The question will be, uh, what kind of a deal does he go back on? How many years on a contract? I don't think the, the, the money will be as much of an issue as how many fully guaranteed years are there for Kyrie Irving. I think that's where the negotiation is going to be between he and the Mavericks. But if he wants to maximize his money on this deal, the place to do that is in Dallas. If he wants a chance to win and make a lot of money, uh, or certainly win at a certain level, uh, playing with Luka Doncic. They certainly have much more to do with that roster. 
but certainly a very formidable one-two punch with the Mavericks. Any chance I, you I, see that ending well for Luke, no. Luca, and Kyrie? No, God no. And I also don't see it ending with you know building around those two. They, they, that doesn't leave you with a lot of room to build around when you're paying Luca what you are, and then you're going to pay Kyrie more money than that. No way. Yeah, they're not even in good uh, shape financially, the team, to make other moves to get right. big players or significant players around them. Man, that's does not seem like a great situation. Talk about one, you know, a way to drive Luca out of Dallas. That seems like the best way to do it if if you're the Mavs. Who so, has a better season next year, James Harden or Kyrie? Oof. Next season, I just can't trust Kyrie. I, I never, you don't know what to expect from him. So I still think Harden has some good year, a good year or two left. So I, I would, if I had a bet, I would say Harden. Like. If you tell me which one has the higher ceiling max out, it's Kyrie, right? But I mean, I can't trust that Kyrie has that plays seventy five games and you know is, is fully engaged for the whole season. I I can't. Can you? And I think I think it speaks volumes too to what Kevin Durant thinks of those guys because there's rumors that James Harden may end up in Phoenix, and that was out there. And then you never hear. You never hear anything about former teammates of Kyrie wanting him back on their team, except maybe LeBron, over his entire career. The teammates in Boston, the teammates in in Brooklyn, the teammates in Cleveland, other than LeBron. Obviously, Kevin Durant uh, thought much more highly of James Harden when he originally went to play with Kyrie Irving, and obviously it, it ended as it did. I'm not dying uh, just, for either of them on my team, though. To be honest with you, with Harden, Harden <laughs> right? or Kyrie. Like right? if I have my druthers and I want building my team, those are, I don't want to go either of those directions. All right, let's get to some more free agency news. We'll bring in our guy Shannon back in the studio. He's got a little feel, a fill in the blank, and the NBA free agency negotiation period officially begins at 6 p.m. Eastern on Friday, ahead of the league's annual moratorium period beginning Saturday at midnight Eastern. Deals can be agreed upon during this period but can't be officially signed until July 6th. A lot of minutiae to tell you uh-huh. things can start happening sooner rather than later. Right, and, it's, and we expect some of that stuff start maybe even tomorrow. But we're going to look back a little bit, do some NBA offseason so far, do a little fill-in-the-blank. I'll ask you guys a question and give me an answer. Simple enough, huh? Simple enough. All right, cool. Jordan, I will start with you. Blank has won the NBA offseason so far. The Phoenix Suns. They're not a finished product, but Bradley Beal is a huge coup for that team, getting rid of Chris Paul. Chris Paul's at the end, right? He's not he's not a, a a real difference maker at this point of his career. So they need they look, they still have moves to make. We don't know who's going to be their role players around those guys, but that's a heck of a start when you got Bradley Beal, Kevin Durant, and Devin Booker. Uh the San Antonio Spurs drafting Victor Wimbanyama. When you get a generational talent like that for the third time, Via the NBA draft, and you don't have to give up a bunch of assets. You don't have to pay that guy a lot of money to start. You win the lottery, baby. That's all you got to do. The San Antonio Spurs getting Wemby is the offseason winner for me. All right, Jeff. Blank will be Damian Lillard's team at the start of the season. The Portland Trailblazers. I'm actually usually, like Freddie Coleman says, if your lips are moving, you're lying. Uh, I, I actually believe the lips that are moving there in Portland, I, I think he has a desire to stay there. I think that they're going to be active in trying to lure some more talent in there. They have some assets that they can trade, whether that's now or as the season progresses. I, I just think if the season gets off to a good start, they will be very active in moving someone to make that team better to give Dame a chance. I mean, 
Dame's been to the West Finals before, carrying teams, dragging them alongside. I don't think they ever win a championship in Portland the, the way that they've constructed teams in the past, meaning I don't think they can do it with Dame as the, as the focal point. But he, he doesn't seem like a guy that has to have the championship like all us in the media always feel is validation for careers. I think he's in Portland when we start. Wrong answer, Jeff. When Pat Riley wants a guy, Pat Riley gets a star. He's going to the Miami Heat. Makes perfect sense. Gets in, you know, it's a great. Who doesn't want to live in Miami? Great spot to live in. And just let's follow the the cookie crumbs, right? His house apparently is up for sale. He's uh, doing an IG live, and they're playing well, "Welcome to My- Miami" by Will Smith in the background. <laughs> All these little things follow the crumbs, and it leads to the Miami Heat. Perfect match, by the way. All right, we're doing a little fill-in-the-blank NBA Free Agency 2023 right here on Canty and Carlin with Jeff Turn and Jordan Renan. All right, next one here, Jordan. Blank is the player we're not talking enough about this offseason. Fred Van Vliet, right? Because Fred Van Vliet is one of the top, and look, this in a way shows you what's out there in free agency. But this is a really good player who's looking for a new home and is likely to find a new home. And when he does, he's a really good piece. Now, he's not a superstar piece, but like I said, that superstar piece, if it's not Dame Lillard, probably doesn't really exist out there. I told you I didn't want any part of Kyrie. I told you I don't really want any part of a James Harden if I'm building a team. But Fred Van Vliet, still young enough, solid player. Bring him on. I think for free agency, it's Brooke Lopez. I think he'd be a great fit on a lot of teams that need a guy that can can defend at a high level, one of the top defenders in the league, and then he can also stretch out as a big and shoot the three. I'll tell you one that's not a free agent. It's it's his former teammate there in Milwaukee, Giannis Antetokounmpo. I think everybody forgot about the Bucks after they flamed out with his injury in the playoffs. I, I think they may be a piece or two away this offseason from being right back where they were a season ago. I love the, the, the hiring that they had as their new head coach. I, I think... Milwaukee Giannis is getting forgot about as they were the best by far during the regular season last year. And and I just I, I think that they are maybe a piece or two away and they don't have to be big pieces from being right back in that spot this year. A quick follow up there, Jeff. Any concerns if you're Milwaukee with Chris Middleton opting out? You think he'll go go elsewhere or, or he hasn't played a bunch the last couple of years, so I wouldn't be as worried about it as I would have been the year that they went and won the championship. You know, he, he got hurt in the playoffs in 2022, and that was the reason they couldn't get by Boston. And this year he was he didn't come back till later in the year, and then he was a little dinged up as he came back. I, I think he's aging, and I'm, I'd be happy if I'm Milwaukee that he didn't take the money in the player option. It gives you some flexibility here in free agency. All right, Jeff, the team that has the most approved during the upcoming free agency period is blank. I think it's, and this is like a non-sexy answer considering they just made a huge trade for Bradley Beal, but it's the Phoenix Suns. You don't have much money. How do you put a roster around those three guys? Because the reason you got beat in the playoffs is because you had no depth. Once once Booker and Durant came off for a few minutes on the floor, you guys, your plus minus was terrible. And so I think moving forward, you have to figure out ways to convince veterans to come play for you for little to no money, meaning you're going to win a championship and you can go back out in the marketplace next year or the year after that and cash in again. I think the Phoenix Suns, with little to no money, how they navigate free agency will be fascinating to me to build around that big three. I was also going to go with the Phoenix Suns, but since you did, I'll pivot and go with the Clippers. No one's really talking about the Clippers, but there's too much talent there. 
There's too much money. Steve Ballmer is can't like what you know what he's seeing there. He's got these two huge stars. I mean, I shouldn't say huge, but two highly, highly paid players that are stars in Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, and he hasn't gotten a return on on his investment at all. Like they have to make moves. What I I can't just see Steve Ballmer and the Clippers staying put. And doing nothing. I think there's going to be something coming out of there. As George Sedano said before, when there's smoke, there's fire regarding the Paul, usually, and this is regarding the Paul George situation. So I think th- I think we're going to see something from the Clippers here in the next few weeks. All right, throwing you a little curveball here in honor of one Tobias Harris. The best Ooh. type of cookie, Jordan, is blank. Well, I mean, chocolate chip is obviously the best type of cookie because I did my research and I pulled up crumble cookies on uh, Instagram a little while ago. I was looking at some of the flavors this week. I'll give you this week. There's something called the peanut butter blossom, and I love peanut butter cookies. Now, the old traditional chocolate chip you can never mess with, but peanut butter blossom sounds amazing to me. Iconic peanut butter cookie rolled in white sugar and decorated with a rich swoop of fudge frosting. Count me in, crumble that cookies. Sounds delicious. Because that sounds of delicious. Tobias Harris, I am going to stop there on my way home. He needs a he needs a sponsorship asap with Crumble Cookie after what he's given him this week. He really um, does. the The best cookie is one that's not cooked. Cookie dough. Sign me up for mm. cookie dough over the actual cookie any day of the week. Really? Wow, you're really you're a wild card man. You're a I'm wild for card. my wife to deliver right out the package, like the oh dough? yeah. Oh, yeah. That is right the thing. The you should just slice it off. Yeah. It, it, oh, yeah. Absolutely, man. It's like absolutely. shaped like the, the salami kind of thing or the sausage. I mean, dude, if I'm making biscuits, if I'm making biscuits and I got, I'm eating that, I'm eating the pie crust before it's cooked. I mean, I, I like all that raw stuff, man. Delicious. Raw raw cookie dough. Delicious, man. I'll tell you, we, there's a social experiment we do at the Giants. They put out cookies, you know, when they give the yep. media free food at the, you know, at practices and stuff. And they put out trays and it's always chocolate chip. And there's almost always oatmeal raisin and then sometimes they put out sugar cookies and occasionally there'll be peanut butter cookies it doesn't matter what you put out chocolate chip there's never any left okay everything else forget uh forget oatmeal raisin i mean if you like oatmeal raisin best i question your i question your decisions in life (laughs) always oatmeal raisin left before chocolate chip is always the standard everybody eats the chocolate chip first you can't mess with the chocolate chip cookie I agree with you, man. Number one chocolate chip cookie by far. This is Canteen Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, ESPN Radio. Rank them. Jordan's top five NFL fan bases is next. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. From the top five NFL quarterbacks. Prescott has had a fantastic. Windows my whole career. You want to win the Super Bowl. To the top five NFL fan bases. <laughs> We're ranking the top of everything in the NFL. This is ESPN Radio's. Rank them. The top five fan bases. Canty and Carlin here on ESPN Radio. Jordan Ron and I am Jeff Turn. He has his list, which we'll get to in a second, of the top five NFL fan bases. But, of course, Canty and Carlin is presented by Progressive Insurance. What do your home and auto have in common? They're yours, and Progressive protects them both. Bundle today at Progressive.com. All right, five through one, Jordan. Fire away with number five. Who has the fifth best NFL fan base? Number five. The Green Bay Packers Lambeau Field, great stadium, always packed. Fans actually part owners of the team, although Jeff Jeff Toon Turn, sorry Turn, also has a piece of the uh, Green Bay Packers. Even though he he is not a disgruntled owner, I'm a disgruntled owner. No, but that's a great place to go. Everybody there is a Packer fan. Packer fans are loyal to their team. They follow their team. And uh, the game day experience there is awesome. The, 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 the parking lots at strip malls of uh, tailgating, love it. Number four. Number four. The Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, uh, here we go. He, terrible Jeff, towel, baby. Jeff's got his terrible towel going. He, he is an actual fan of the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> and this is the beauty of the Steelers. The 70s spurned a whole generation yeah. of Steeler fans. And they're everywhere. They travel well. The uh, and as one fan said, they are actually uh, very respectful as well. Like you go to Pittsburgh, it's not a crazy situation when you go to their stadium as if you're scared for your own well-being. No, the Pittsburgh Steelers have a great fan base, a huge fan base. I'm interested to see Jeff. By the way, 
the Steelers are kind of like on a little downturn for the first time in a long time. We'll see what Kenny Pickett is, but they're they're not. They haven't been this great team for the first time the last couple of years in really a while. And I, I, if they don't turn around, I wonder if the you know the the non Pittsburghers uh, is that is that a word will uh, sort of fade away on the Steelers. Heck no, because in in Pittsburgh we trust. Like that's a fan base that is rewarded. Because they have a great ownership group, they have a great city, they have a great team. Usually, when they have a couple of down years, it bounces right back, and they're atop their division again. They always fall into quarterbacks when they need to, and I think at least now, Kenny Pickett is what they need. They they were they were so much better in the second half of the season last year than they were in the first half of the season. So I, I think on the field, I we'll see. Gonna He's got to be really good. He's got to be really good. I mean, Otherwise, you don't have a shot if you don't have a great quarterback. I mean, I don't it's got to be great. He's pretty good. He's pretty good. But we'll yeah, see. no, this, the fan base though, the terrible towels travel everywhere. Yeah. That's good a great thing that goes with them, and they they have the rings to back it up. Number three, another great fan base where if you go there, everybody is a fan in Buffalo. Of the Bills. They're actually such good fans, they're willing to jump through tables from <laughs> heights that are unsafe. Okay? That's what Bills fans are. It is one of the smallest cities in the NFL, if not the smallest. But you go there, that atmosphere is wild. It's crazy. Everybody there in the city of Buffalo is a Bills fan. And they are loyal. I know Jeff doesn't care about this. They are loyal to their team no matter what. That is a fan base that deserves a Super Bowl at some point. Not just making a Super Bowl. They've seen that before. They need to win a Super Bowl. And I think with Josh Allen, they could be rewarded. I just think it's wild. I think it's wild that a part of being a great fan base is loyalty. How about just passion, right? Like that you support the team when they're good, when they're bad. I don't care if you support your team when you're bad, right? Like I just, I don't understand that. I can't understand this concept either. I can't. So I, I just, I'm going with, I'm going with, yes, the Bills are passionate. I like what they do with the tailgating thing. Small town, community, whole nine yards. Like, yeah, I, I like them at number three, but nothing to do with yeah. their loyalty. Ignore everything that Mr. Bandwagon just said there because loyalty <laughs> is probably the Hawk, most Hawk, important Hawk, thing about out, being a fan. Here comes the bandwagon, man. <laughs> number two. All right. I lived there for 12 years. I moved to Philadelphia, and I absolutely hated this fan base with a passion. They really thought that they deserved to win the Super Bowl every single year. This was the Donovan McNabb, actually T.O. era, like right there and it was when I moved there. And they just thought there was no way in the world that they can lose when we all knew it was possible. And they did. And they cried. And there was fans on TV crying, uh, saying, they do this to us every year. But the passion there is unmatched in Philadelphia. Uh, Yes, once upon a time, they had a stadium where there was a jail underneath the stadium. uh, And people, it is a very tough place to go as a visiting fan because it could be dangerous. But... There is no more provincial city in this country than Philadelphia, and their fans are passionate. They love their Eagles. Look, I I live in New York, New Jersey. There's celebrities left and right around here. Celebrities, when you're in Philadelphia, are Eagles players because that's how much they love their Eagles. Number one. Okay, Jeff, you, you absolutely hate this, but the number one fan base to me is the Dallas Cowboys. You know why? Of course he says that because he works for ESPN. That's why he says that all they talk about is the Cowboys. We need Dallas Cowboy fans. 
Football would not be fun without them. We need them. They are the fan base we all love to hate because every year they think they're going to win the Super Bowl. Every year, the last 20-plus years, 30 years, whatever it is at this point, they do not win the Super Bowl. But they are the biggest fan base. They are the biggest team. They are the biggest brand. We need the Cowboy fans because we love to hate them. It is part of our fandom to hate the Dallas Cowboy fans and root against them because their fans are so delusional. So that's why they are the number one fan base in Jordan. You know, Ron some Ron's people list. are going to be listening. They say you maybe missed on the Seahawks. I think that yeah. I think if if you missed one that that was an omission, the, the biggest omission maybe was the Chiefs. Yeah, I'll I, take I just, that. I'll own that one. I, I would say also if there was a biggest omission, it would probably be the Chiefs. Yeah, and I think you brought up one earlier. The Vikings fans are great. You like the skull chant, me not so much, but I love going to games there. It's always loud. Back at the Metrodome, it was loud. It, it, it's loud at U.S. Bank Stadium. Raiders fans at Oakland, maybe more so now than Las Vegas. I, I can't get on board with putting the Giants or the Patriots on that list. I'd put them outside my top ten, actually. I wouldn't put them in my top ten. Uh, Seahawks fans, fringe top ten for sure. Twelfth man, all of that that comes with it. They are loud. Uh, and they are passionate, and it's a smaller group, though. Like you know, you got to be a part of the club up there in in Seattle. But Seattle certainly right up there as well. Those are Jordan's top ten, or top five, excuse me, NFL fan bases: Packers at five, Steelers at four, Bills at three, Eagles at two, and Cowboys at one. We're gonna try to take a bite out of the next topic as we come around the corner. Twenty six years ago, Mike Tyson bit Evander Holyfield's ear twice during a championship bout. Right after Jordan has this from Indeed. If the July heat is making you sweat your staffing situation, then visit Indeed. Their end-to-end hiring solution is the number one source for hires in the U.S., according to Talent Nest. When you sponsor a job, you'll get matched instantly with candidates whose resumes on Indeed meet your job description. And you can even earn up to $500 in sponsored job credits when you conduct virtual interviews on the website. Terms and conditions apply. Get started at Indeed.com slash credit. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Time to earn some cash. The taste of money, the smell of wealth. Canty and Carlin's best play of the night. The taste of money. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Jordan Rana and I am Jeff Turn, hanging in here for the guys as we wrap up what's been a fun show this afternoon. You can always find us on the ESPN app and SiriusXM channel 80. Our guy Eric has the play of the night to make a little coin this evening. All right, fellas. Via, Cia, or excuse me, via Caesars Sportsbook, Whoa. I got a three-leg <laughs> three parlay here for you. All Major League Baseball. We're going to have the Mets responding to Steve Cohen tonight at home against the Brewers. I'm picking them money line. Combined with Luis Arise over one and a half. He's still going after the 400 uh, season batting average. I have him over one and a half hits tonight against the Red Sox. And then Blake Snell. I don't know if you've seen what he's done lately, fellas. He's been on a tear, striking out over eight guys in four straight starts. So over seven and a half Ks tonight against the Pittsburgh Pirates. That pays out at plus 533. So I put $10 on that or $100 on that, plus 533. So not a bad coin for you if it hits tonight. Hey, Jordan, do you think Luis Arise is going to get the 400? You think he's going to get the 400 this year? Literally no chance. None. <laughs> Literally no chance. I mean, chance. come on. I mean, it hasn't been, it hasn't been done what? How many years? 60-something? Tony, Tony Gwynn would have got it done that year. The strike happened, but uh, we haven't seen anything really. Not in today's baseball. You just, you're just you not going to hit 400. I mean, it's so hard to hit 400. He, You can't even go one for three. Like, you know, like one for three is usually a pretty good day. Like, you can't even have nights where you go one for three. Eventually, you know, he'll come back. I, yeah, I would put the, the guy, I would put the realistic over under for him at like honestly like even like three sixty five. This, this is a guy though that has you, like, why you think it's a guaranteed over over three sixty five? Yeah, man, Not you, you know how hard it is to hit three sixty five. I've watched Luis arrive the last few years in Minnesota. I can't believe they traded him away. I know they had to for you know reasons of of needing more pitching, but that dude is he just gets hits, man. I I think he I think he hits like three eighty five. He's close. I don't think he gets three five hit games this year. So you know he he definitely knows how to put him up in bu- put him up in bunches. Blake Snell tonight. He said, "Take the over." Also, uh, the yeah, Mets recap, tonight. Yeah, Mets money line. Luis arrives over one and a half hits, and Blake Snell over seven and a half strikeouts. I wrote it down. My dabble. My dabble. My dabble. Make some All coin. right, again, Canty and Carlin presented by Progressive Insurance. Let's get to three and out. Sometimes it's the worst. Worst. Sometimes it's the best. Best. Either way, we'll get you straight with everything you need to know. This is. Three and out. As some of you know that have listened to me on this show and others before, I am a proud Tennessee State alum. Went down to Nashville, finished up my school. My wife went to grad school there as well. And they're making some news today. The first HBCU with an ice hockey program. The city of Nashville has really become a hotbed for, for hockey in the South. 
the Predators brought that flavor, and it has just picked up to some great youth programs. They built a bunch of rinks around there. Uh, it doesn't get cold enough in the winter to get out on the rinks, but they got a bunch of indoor facilities, and I'm so happy for Tennessee State, so happy for their athletic department. Very, very cool that Tennessee State is the first HBCU with the ice hockey program. The Nashville-based school said the men's team will start play as a club program in 2024, and while no time ta- a timeline was given, TSU said its goal is to eventually field both a Division One men's and women's hockey team. Let's get to some boxing. 26 years ago, Mike Tyson bit Evander Holyfield's ear, not once, but twice during the championship bout. Where were you, Mr. Still surreal today, by the way. I don't remember where I was. I think I was in my home, my parents' home living room, if I remember correct, watching the fight with friends. And I couldn't believe what the heck was happening. So let's see. uh, Yeah, I I was pretty young at the time. Yeah, sounds about right. I was 12 years old, and I was also watching the fight that night because one of my friend's dads had purchased it. And so, like, we were kind of – we weren't allowed, I don't think, like, in the couch region, you know. Like, we were kind of on the outside of the couch watching it, probably goofing off. But I remember that night, and I, <laughs> you said it earlier. How crazy is that, that that actually it's happened? It's still surreal that it happened not once but twice, right? In this, It's just like – Wow, that really happened. Could you imagine that happening that happening nowadays in today's social media age? You think man, you think you... Mike Tyson would have been arrested for like? Oh, yeah. he, he would have easily been arrested, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, some. Kind and now of... we laugh about it, right? Like today, you get arrested for it. We laugh about it because it's Tyson. It's twenty six years ago, and and he's kind of become a character in in the latter part of his life from from hangover to you know getting high all the time. He's he's a different dude. He, he definitely wouldn't have been angry enough to bite the ear off today as he, as he was back then. And finally, apparently, you guys want to discuss my diet. <laughs> this is a Herculean effort that Jeff put forth today on today's show, by the way. Within the span of this show, which, by the way, was only four hours, my man Jeff ate fast food not once, but twice. Two different orders. I, went, I was like Tyson. I went back God, for seconds, baby. <laughs> that is unbelievable. Dairy am... Queen, McDonald's. Now, I had a cheeseburger and some fries earlier. I just downed a filet fish and some fries. I actually had to make a, an executive decision before we came back on the segment to leave the last, you know, the ones that fall out of the thing at the bottom of the bag. I didn't go back for those yet. I got two more cheeseburgers. I'm going to warm up at 10 o'clock tonight. I don't know how well. you. I don't know how you're just not obese if you're eating double. Fast food. And in a four-hour span, for for Christ's sake. I mean, oh, my goodness. What's your go-to order at McDonald's? My go-to order? I rarely eat McDonald's, so if I do, I'm going for the Big Mac. Like, oh, you know, you got to go with the classic. Just go Big Mac. Are you not a fast food guy? I do dabble in fast food, but I try not to. I mean, I already have a huge beer belly. Like, not huge, but I'm definitely not in fine shape. And, uh, you know, like, fast food does not seem like a good way to go. Not everyone has... Jeff turns uh, metabolism, obviously. I mean, it just it, it works for me at this point, man. It works for me at this point. And I'm going to continue to ride that train, man. You, you, how often do you eat fast food? Once a day. What? <laughs> once I mean, a bet, day? I bet once a day. Like yesterday on the way home, I'm not kidding you. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> You're going to love this. I stopped at Taco John's and got a burrito. I ran an errand, and then I stopped at Arby's and got one of their little sliders, man. And then I came home and ate dinner. You are 
a physical specimen. Omaha steaks, Shannon. Omaha steaks is what I had for dinner last night. You got to top this off here. Cap this off with some crumble cookie. That's the only way. There you go. Only way to make it right. There you go. That's right, man. Give me some crumble cookie tonight as well, man. We'll wrap everything up. I, I just I can't believe it, man. That is really it's special. It's special. And do radio while I'm not burping around as well. Joe and Amber coming up next. Hey, this is a blast. As another page is turned on Canty and Carlin here on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.